And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander. And this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in the east end of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew. And as a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. Wrap it up, fans. I know. It's a tough one. That's a tough loss. But it's only game one. It's only game one, my friends. Again, my name is Sheldon Alexander. Thank you guys for tuning in wherever you are deciding to tune in right now, whether you are live streaming this feed on Instagram or on Twitter or on YouTube or on Facebook. We really appreciate you for tuning into this Wrap It Up podcast, your only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show. And it's a tough one. It's a tough one as the Boston Celtics defeat your Toronto Raptors 112-94. to Again, 112-94. to Boston Celtics find themselves winners of Game 1. But hey, as Raptors fans, we got to know something here. We've kind of been here before, right? It's never really easy. It's kind of always like this if you're a fan of the Raptors. It's not going to be easy, right? And the Boston Celtics... Let's be honest, they deserved to win this game. If deserve is a thing, the Celtics came out to play, the Toronto Raptors did not, and this is kind of the situation you have why the Raptors find themselves down in the series 1-2-0. But you know what? It's okay. I try to play a role here where, you know, we're not going to panic. It's just game one. And when you're a championship team, a team that's been through battles before, You know, one thing that we learned last year from watching last year's playoff run is that adjustments happen, right? Adjustments will be made. And we've learned to trust Nick Nurse and know that just because things went poorly in game one doesn't mean that he's not going to come up with a game plan in terms of what to do next time around. So again, 112 to 94, Toronto Raptors lose. My name is Sheldon Alexander, as mentioned. Huge shouts to the people tuning in live and sending your comments and questions. We're here to comfort you, Raptors fans. We're here to talk you through this game one loss and remind you that it is only game one. Now, did it look good for the Raps? No, not at all. Was not a good showing for the Raps. But trust that there will be some form of adjustments and it won't look as bad as it did in game one. Most people would have anticipated this series going six or seven anyways. So, hey, that means the Celtics are going to win some games. Here we are. Again, my name is Sheldon Alexander. Huge shouts to wherever you guys are streaming this. Send in your comments and questions on Instagram or on Twitter or on Facebook or on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. That way you get the notification. And you can pop us up, you can watch it on your phone, on your iPad, computer, even plug us into your smart TV. Hook it up that way. But either ways, we got you covered here. The only live and interactive Toronto Post Toronto Raptors post-game show. Because we want to hear from you guys. 
right? How are you guys feeling? What did you see? What did you not like? What did you, what did you like? What small things can you possibly take as positives going forward into the next game? That's what we want to talk about here, because if you follow this team and you were along for the ride last year, you know there's highs and lows during every playoff round, and I'm not going to be here and, and, you know, last year when there were blowouts or bad losses, I feel like there were more things you could point to and be like, hey, it's all right, this and that went wrong. This game was not a good look for the Raps, it wasn't, but I will say this off the front end. The Raptors aren't going to shoot 25% from three for the whole series. I, I just doubt that's a thing that's going to happen. So another thing to remember, as I just said, we got the shirts here. We got the shirts here. And it reads as follows. If you're reading this, we still champs. Made the shirts for a reason because it's super facts, as the, as the hat says right now. Raptors have a championship pedigree, so they are not going to be rattled by losing game one. They're not going to be rattled by having a poor shooting game in game one, but a poor shooting game they had. This game is simple. Early on, I know a lot of people are going to blame the refs, and early the refs were horrible. There was no flow to this game at all, especially for the Raptors' offense, but just to the overall game from a viewing experience, if you're a fan, it was super ugly. Whistles everywhere. Every single second, it seemed like there's another stoppage of play. Uh, and some of them were ticky-tack. Some of them were just, you know, like, you don't need to make that call right there if you're the ref. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I got to say this. You can't blame the refs for this game. And I know what happens a lot of times, especially when we do these things where we have fans air their grievances after losses, there would be a lot of people in the mentions talking about how bad the refs are. And I will acknowledge the refs were not good. But when I look at the Raptors box score, there's a few glaring things that pop out to me before I get to the fact of the foul calls, which, which in fact, if you look at it, Raptors attempted 29 free throws in this game. The Celtics attempted 21. So let's move off of that. We know the refs made bad calls, but when your star player, Pascal Siakam, comes out in game one of an NBA playoff game against the Celtics, and we know it's been the highly touted matchup, him versus Tatum, what everyone's been talking about, my guy goes five of 16 for 13 points, and for the majority of the first half, he had as many fouls as he did points. You can't blame the refs when that happens. When Fred Van Fleet, who all the talk coming off a of game or the first series of the playoffs was about Freddie getting the big bag. And if you watch the pod, I told you guys, and again, it's game one. So don't overreact one way or the next, but I try to always keep things even keel here. I said, don't judge it by what's going on against the Bucks backups. Freddie's going to tell Masai how much that bag is worth against the Celtics. Game one didn't go well for Freddie or his agent. <laughs> three of 16 for Mr. Van Fleet, 11 points. Two of 11 from three-point land. Again, I'm going to repeat that. Two of 11 from three-point land. When you do that, you can't blame the refs. You just can't. It's just not a thing that's going to happen. Norm kind of did a bit better towards the end, a little bit, but his four of 12 is deceiving. But 
when you shoot like that from the Toronto Raptors and you think that they're consistent scorers, where the guys that they're going to turn to and say, these are the guys that we think can get us 15 to 20 every night and we need that every night, Pascal, Fred, and Norm, and all of them struggle, you can't blame the refs. It's just not a thing that I'm going to I'm gonna entertain as a conversation. It's not going to happen. And the way that the Celtics showed up to start this game, they were better... They were ready for this game, and the Raptors weren't. We always talked about other teams having to get ready because the Raptors stay ready. The Raptors were not ready to play this game, or the Celtics came out and did what the Raptors normally do to a lot of teams, and that's just punch them in the face, get out to a good start, and the Raptors had no answer early. The Raps started out this game one of seven from the floor. Celtics ended up on an 11-3 run to start the game, and it was... You're seeing glaring things early, like there was a Tice play early where he just blew by Gasol, and we talked about how big that paint matchup would be for the bigs, and early on it didn't look good. Kyle Lowry had an okay game, but I'd say a typical Kyle Lowry game, right? Like an alright Kyle Lowry game. 17 points, 8 assists, 6 rebounds. And the reason why I say an alright Kyle Lowry game is because you can't really, at this point of Kyle Lowry's career, expect much more than that consistently you look up and say Kyle went 5 of 12 6 of 9 from the floor from the free throw line 17 points 8 assists 6 rebounds Kyle Lowry did his job when you talk about Kyle on a bum ankle hey he did his job but early on the Raps were just struggling and we're talking about Pascal here he is missing chippies at the rim he was one of five early to start the game. And I, I emphasize a one of five because there were a lot of missed just layups. And that's not good. And the Raps tried to use the advantage because one of the other big things we that I found super interesting to look at going into this series were the matchups. And the matchups, they the Celtics had Marcus Smart on Freddie, Tatum on Lowry, Kemba on OG. Marcus Smart had a lot of time on Siakam, and that led to the Raps and Siakam trying to just dump it to him in the post and have him go. Now, can Siakam score like that? Can he be successful like that? Yes. But I don't know if that's the way that he's going to get to his 20 to 25 a night that you need. I don't know if that's the most efficient and successful way that you want Siakam to be getting buckets in this series. It's tough, though. Because it's a, it's styles. It's a, it's a stylistic battle here because both teams want to get up and down and run, but the Celtics might be better equipped personnel-wise to keep up with the Raps and run in that way. And so if you're the Raptors and you're looking at it and you look up and you say, all right, well, here's a matchup. We're going to try to just post up Siakam on Marcus Smart. And I, if you watched our preview of the Raptors and Celtics series, we talked about... Marcus Smart being a top-level defensive player in the league. He has NBA all-defense on his resume. So you might look on paper, might eye test say, hey, we can dump it to Siakam and he should be able to take Marcus Smart in the post every time. But I think we saw today that it's not that easy. It just isn't. The Raptors just shot the ball terribly to start the game, and that just continued for the majority of the first half. And another thing that was super big in this game as well was closing out the quarters. So 
The Celtics getting out to a 22 to 11 lead. Smart hits a three and Marcus Smart had a great game for the Celtics. Like, you know what you're going to get defensively, but offensively, Marcus Smart gave them buckets. He was just hitting open threes. And while he was hitting open threes, the Raptors were missing open threes. And early on, there was a huge play where Jalen Brown hits a three. Siakam came out and contested a little aggressively, but fouled Jalen on the on the three-point attempt. Nick Nurse ends up challenging it. The challenge is denied. So that's, you lose your challenge, but also Pascal picks up his third foul. And at that point, Pascal was one for five to start the game and had three fouls and three points. When that's going on for the Raps and you're down 15 early, again, you can't blame the refs and you just have to figure out how you're going to be better suited to start a game a playoff game at that at the half Raptors down 39 23 Celtics at halftime were shooting 60% from the floor 75% from three and you knew that the Celtics weren't going to keep those numbers up but the problem for the Raptors were the Celtics were getting any shot they wanted they were getting paint touches and the opening was the corner three but they were hitting the shots 75% from three-point line that's just that's just tough to overcome. That's going to be tough to overcome. And the Raps, you got to give them a, a bit of credit here because at least in the second half, you saw some adjustments from Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse was able to switch some things around. He was able to try to slow some things. He, he came out with the big lineup and you saw Serge and Kyle getting a lot of minutes or sorry, you saw Mark and Serge getting a lot of minutes early, even in the first half just to try to find some sort of spark. And still sticking in the first half, TD and Norm came off the bench, gave the Raps a little bit of something, or else this would have been super ugly from, from Jump Street. But if this is coming into the half court, it's something Nick Nurse might, it might be an adjustment they look to. Do you play more of Serge and Gasol in the front court? It's an interesting, it's an interesting adjustment to be made, but... I don't know if that's the answer. I, I'm, I was having trouble watching this game trying to figure out, okay, well, where's the advantage for the Raptors? How can they turn this around and make this better? Other than, well, don't shoot like trash, right? Obviously, you know they're going to shoot better. But looking at the matchups and how it's played, I don't know what the answer is. And it, I'm going to be so excited to see what Nick Nurse does to try to turn things around matchup-wise. Because there are some solid minutes from Mark and Serge playing at the same time and also playing a zone defense, right? We saw that. And the defense made it somewhat close. Like, this could have been a blowout from the first half, jam done, Raps lose by 30, and it could have been jam done from a long time. But the Raps defense and adjustments at least gave them a chance. But again, with Siakam starting one of eight, with three points and three fouls in the first half, defense keeping the Raps in it. But in that second quarter, they started off two of 15 from three to start the quarter. They There was a four-minute drought in that second quarter where the Raps didn't score. The Celtics, luckily, weren't making shots either. So it was kind of a, a, a slugfest in that second quarter, but the, the Celtics built up that cushion, and that's what made that's what made the win right there. The fact that the Celtics had the cushion early and the Raps never made shots enough to actually cut that lead to single digits. One of 12 from three, 
were the Raptors, right, to start the quarter from three. Or sorry, in that second quarter, Raps were one of 12 from three to start. That's horrible. They found themselves down 59-42 at the half. And that was after Kemba Walker hit a shot at the buzzer. And I bring that up because last year, another thing we saw that was so important was closing quarters in the playoffs. Even if you're getting blown out and it's a 15-point game, can you cut that lead and make it 10 to close a quarter? Can you cut that lead and make it single digits? Can you make just a little run to have you feeling better when you get back into that huddle to talk to the rest of the team, to talk to your coach? And the Raps didn't have that in that game, in this game at all. Kemba hit a big shot at the end of the half, which gave, again, the, the Celtics a 59-42 lead. And even if you jump ahead to the third quarter, Tatum hit a big shot at the buzzer to extend that lead to 88-73 to to make that 15. Those are just little things that come down that when you add them up, it makes such a big difference. Because there are certain possessions where, you know, you're trying to cut a lead, you're trying to make a comeback, and you have the lead at 12, and you can cut that to 9, but then you turn it over, give it up, goes back the other way, boom, 15-point lead. That's what we saw from the Raptors. They couldn't hit shots when they needed them, and that's where you end up on the wrong end of a 112-94 win for Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Semifinals. And... It's just one of those things where Tatum did his thing, Kemba did his thing, but you got to give a lot of credit to Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart with 21 points in this game, and it, it's tough because Mar Marcus Smart just does his job, right? 6 of 10 from the floor, 5 of 9 from 3. Is Marcus Smart going to go 5 of 9 in every game of this series? No, of course not. Is Marcus Smart going to score 21 points in every game of this series? No, of course not. But in that game where that's happening, and he's giving you the defense, and he's also giving you six rebounds, four assists, it's going to be a tough game for the Raps to win. Especially when at halftime, as mentioned, Pascal Siakam, one of eight. Fred Van Fleet, one of seven. Norman Powell, one of seven. Those are your three main frontline scorers every single game that you need 15 to 20 points from a night if you have a chance of winning this series, right? And they go a combined three of 22. That's not going to cut it. You can blame the refs or try to blame the refs all you want, but when you're down at halftime and your three top scorers are combining for three of 12 and the Raps as a team shoot 29% from the floor, 20% from three, you're going to take L's. Surge and OG were the Raps' leading scorer at the leading scores at the half. If that's happening, I'm going to go out on a limb and say things are not going well on the score sheet for the Toronto Raptors. And the Celtics were hitting shots, but they were hitting open shots. They were getting whatever shot they wanted. The Raps tried to close. I think they had a, a run in the fourth quarter to start the fourth where they were down 12 after Lowry drove, got a tough bucket. Then OG came up with a huge block. Kyle took it the other way, but then he turned it over. Celtics hit the three. So what possibly could have been a nine-point deficit went back up to 15. And that was basically the whole theme of this game. The lead just kept going from anywhere between 10 to 15 the whole game. The Raps never really got into it and... They lose game one. 
They lose game one, 112 to 94. Jason Tatum leading the way with 21 points. Marcus Smart also at 21 points. And on the side of things for the Raptors, as mentioned, Pascal Siakam struggling with 13 points on 5 of 16 shooting. But Kyle Lowry and Serge Ibaka, the leading scorers for the Toronto Raptors, as Kyle Lowry with 17 points, Serge Ibaka with 15. It's just a tough loss for the Toronto Raptors, but I'm here to remind you guys as well, it's just game one. Everything's going to be all right. It's okay. This series is going to go, I think it's going to go deep. Like the Raptors weren't going to sweep the Celtics. The Raptors weren't going to win in five. If the Raptors were going to win this series, it was going to happen in six or seven games. So if you still believe in your team, Raptors fans, trust that Nick Nurse will make some adjustments. They're not going to shoot as poorly as they did in this game. And they might figure out a way to slow down the Celtics offensive scores. Now, we talked about this a bit in the preview and the matchups, right? And if you go to game one, the backcourt of Kemba Walker, we, we, t- we told you about the matchups, right? If you watch the preview episode, it's still there. Tape don't lie. We told you to pay attention to the matchups. And the first matchup was Kemba Walker and Marcus Smart versus Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Fleet, right? So game one, Kemba Walker, 18 points, 10 assists for Kemba. Marcus Smart, 21 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. We switch over to the Raptors side of things. Kyle Lowry, as mentioned, 17 points, 8 assists, 6 rebounds. But Fred Van Fleet, 11 points, 3 of 16 shooting, 2 of 11 from 3-point land. He did have 6 steals for Freddie. That's really good, right? You know the defense is going to be there. Also had 8 assists, which is pretty good. But you need scoring. And this is where... Throughout the year, we talk about there's levels to this, right? And everyone talking about the raps and comparing them to last year. And I kept urging people, don't do that. Because last year was all about the playoffs. That's the only thing that mattered was the playoffs. So you won't be able to fully judge this team in comparison to last year's team until the playoffs. But the reason why I keep saying, and I don't stand for the slander of Kawhi Leonard, it is at any point, at any level, and even the sneak dissing, because there's a lot of sneak dissing that goes on, right? Backhanded compliments. But the reason why I keep emphasizing that there's levels to it, it's very, very difficult to play high-level defense and get buckets in the playoffs. It's just a difficult thing to do. There's only a handful of dudes in the entire NBA, which means in the entire world, (laughs) that are able to do that. So Fred Van Fleet having to score 20 points a night and also play top defense is tough to do. You might be asking a lot of Fred Van Fleet. Pascal Siakam, same thing. He's the max money guy. He played solid defense. But to ask him to get 20 to 25 and play defense, that's a lot to ask for on a consistent basis basis and that's the key part because i always mention everyone talks about the finals and how freddie could have won finals mvp and cool ha ha ha, i get it it's a cool story it's a fun thing to say but the reality is that Kawhi leonard on one leg was going out for 28 and 10 consistently pencil that in every night so when you're not getting that production that means you need to get when you're not getting that production from one guy at the top 
That means you need consistent performances from three and four dudes on the team. And the Raps didn't get that in game one. That's going to be the deciding factor of what happens in this series. You're looking at Pascal. You're looking at Freddie. You're looking at Norm. Those guys, like nobody for the on the Raptors got to 20 points. That's an L. You're going to take an L when that happens. That's going to be this series. Can those guys get buckets, take the next level, which means still playing the high-level defense the Raptors play, but also getting buckets at an efficient rate. And Freddie shooting two for 11 from three is not good. Kyle was one of five. Siakam was 0 of three. Not a good night offensively at all. But again, this is a Wrap It Up podcast. We do this live after each and every Toronto Raptors playoff game, regular season game. We got you covered here. And I always mention this is your only live and interactive podcast as well, which means we take comments from you, the fans. So again, send in your questions now, whether you are watching this on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or on YouTube, and I will read your comments because I want to hear from you. How are you guys feeling? Are you worried after this loss? Is it panic mode already? Or have you learned a little bit from last year and it's just game one? Uh, Glow Girl Smile, I'll start off on Instagram. She says, the Celtics came to play. They did. They definitely, definitely did. And uh, my guy, Coach Flores, he says, poor shot selection, and it was a maker, and it's a maker miss league. Shots didn't drop. Boston shot the lights out from beyond the arc. Watch film and adjust. There were there were some highlights. Game two will say a lot. It's you know what's interesting too, and we haven't really talked about this, I guess, because we haven't really had to. As I mean, let's be honest, ain't nobody's really checking for the net series in terms of like seriously breaking down what's going on. But one thing that's super weird about these playoffs is a lot of the playoff tropes or cliches that people use don't apply this year, right? So if you think about it, normally a series doesn't start until the road team wins. Well, there is no road team. You know, how do you have the momentum when you go back home? Well, there is no home crowd. So it's kind of weird when you think about, you know, adjustments are going to be made, but how are role players going to play? Normally you get more juice from your role players on at home because they're juiced up by the fans. They're used to their normal routines. Getting dope plays or dope nights from your star players on the road is normally a playoff thing as well. But now there are no tough road games that, you know, Kawhi has to go into game four and hit big boy shots over MB to try to tie the series. That's not a thing. So the adjustments, it's going to be a lot more emphasis, I think, on coaching and what adjustments they can make to put the players in a better position to succeed because a lot of those intangibles in terms of home games, road games, the home crowd, all that stuff, doesn't matter. So yeah, Nick Nurse adjustments. A lot of people point out Nick Nurse adjustments. Uh, Diaz says, the Celts deserve that dub, not gonna lie. Um, oh, here's a shout out. Juha says, hey, Sheldon, yesterday I saw Skip and the crew. I told him that you sent me. Exactly. It's not just a line. Tell him that I sent you is a real thing. Right? 
shouts to the people. Who was it that hit me up? Someone hit me up last week and they were like, hey, can I just book an appointment or can I just go into clean cuts? And I told them to go in and then they sent me a pic. They got the beard all lined up and everything. Clean cuts, man. It's a family. They got you covered. They got you covered for sure. More comments though from Instagram. So Abaka and Gasol forgot how to post up. They should be eating man's in the paint for game two. <laughs> It's an interesting point, and we talked about this as well, how big that matchup would be in terms of, remember a lot of the themes last year about the dual bigs and kind of combining the numbers of Serge and Marcus or even before Gasol, Serge and JV, and how that was a huge benefit for the Raps because there was no real break, right? You're, you have two legitimate starting big guys, but if you have one of them on the floor at all times, when the other team goes to their bench, can they match up? Well, in game one, that did not work out for the Raps. Mark Gasol was three of seven. He had seven points in this game, six rebounds, but it wasn't an impactful seven points. What I mean by that is he had moments he was 0 for 3 from 3, and if he's not hitting shots and stretching the floor that way, it's not a good look for the Raps. They need him to hit those open shots because, as mentioned, we told you this as well, OG and Marcus All are going to get wide open looks for the entire series. So it's going to be on them to hit those shots. And Marcus All 0 for 3 from three-point land in this game, not that good. Serge gave the Raps some energy early. He came in when no one was hitting a shot and Serge hit knocked down back-to-back threes. That was a good look for sure. Serge finished 4 of 10, 15 points, 9 rebounds. That's solid from Serge, 3 of 7 from be, from beyond the arc. I don't know if you want Serge taking 7 threes in a game, but when he was the only one that had it going, take whatever shot you want, Serge. I, I'm not going to knock you for that. Serge had a solid game. Raps probably need more from Gasol, but that will be an interesting theme going forward. How will Nick Nurse use his big guys? Because there is a world where he could just go super small and try to go at the Celtics that way. Because not only did Mark and Mark really struggle, Serge had his moments, but on the flip side, Thice led the game in rebounding. So he had 15 rebounds to go along with 13 points. Then when they went to their bench, the young buck, Williams, was all over the place. My guy had two blocks, but he changed a lot of shots as well. He had two loud blocks too. There was one on, was it Siakam that he beat against a glass? Like, I mean, it gave me reminders of, you know, what Boucher possibly could bring. And I'm not saying, this is not me saying like craving for Chris Boucher minutes. I'm just saying in when you look at the raps and they're lacking energy, sometimes you need a little jolt. You need someone to just crash the boards and the raps one advantage they could have if they play their bigs and this turns into a half court slugfest is to just slow down the game try to win the rebounding battle try to win the paint battle and try to win it that way because if they shoot like this which they probably won't right they're not going to shoot this poorly they're definitely not but the celtics are real and are the celtics going to shoot that well themselves probably not it's probably going to be somewhere in the middle. But then possessions become so important. And that's where the rebounding battle, battle match, matches so much or matters so much, pardon me. And I wonder if you go to Rondé, if you go to Boucher more, just because they're going to ugly up the game and, you know, 
that's kind of, you need to match Tice with how he plays. And Marcus All, bless Marcus All. I love Marcus All. You guys know me here on this pod. All love for Marcus All. But this might not be the series for him. You start him, you give him minutes. He helps you on the offensive end for sure. But you might need a little more ugly for Marcus All, meaning dominating the paint. And we'll see if that happens. We will see if that happens for sure. Uh, let me get to some more comments. Uh, Dvad says, couldn't buy a bucket from anywhere. James says, uh, I expected this. This series will be tough. AF. Agreed. Another comment. This week was most emotionally draining for them. It's true. It was a very tough week for everyone involved in the NBA, for sure. And um, it, it was tough. It was definitely tough. And to see how they came out in game one, like there's so many intangibles that we will not be able, like that makes this playoff so different than anything we're normally used to seeing. So yeah, how are they going to react to this to bounce back after losing game one like that? That'll be an interesting thing to see. I don't know, but they, they need to at least come out and start the game on a way better tip than they did for sure. Uh, let me get to some more comments, though. Huge shout to all my peoples in Instagram. Always giving out the comments. Uh, Prince Charming, Charmont22 says, uh, Like you said, for us to win, Norm Powell has to be the guy because Siakam will not play well in this series. He, it's a matchup problem. I just said, and, and the one thing, because... I'm not coming out here making grand proclamations one way or the other. I just try to give you guys things to watch and pay attention to. And we talked in the in the preview about how this is a tough matchup for Siakam. Siakam in big boy games this season, his offensive production hasn't been where you needed it to be. Against the top tier defenders, against the top tier defenses, he struggles. And you got to know in the playoffs now, Jack was talking about it a bit during the game. When you're coming into the playoffs like this against a well-coached team, they're going to know your moves. You're going to know, you know, oh, you like to, to that jump hook over your left shoulder. You like that move. You like that drop step move. You like that spin move on this side of the block. All those things, you're on the top of the scouting report. So again, when the important thing of this series, when things get tough, and they will because it's the playoffs, it always does, where are you going to get a bucket from? And in the Raptors, in this game, when they're on the brink, it's a 15 and you need to cut that to single digits, they didn't really know where to turn to. It wasn't Siakam in this game. It wasn't Freddie in this game. It wasn't Norm in this game. Serge, Kyle was making plays, but overall, it was a tough, tough sledding for the Toronto Raptors. Let me switch gears here before we wrap up and get to some more comments, though. I'll switch to YouTube. Huge shouts to all the people streaming and watching this live right now on YouTube. And Rob says, <laughs> Sheldon, please give me a, a light. This was a bad one. <laughs> Listen, it's a tough game, but the reminder here is it's game one. And if you were going to beat the Celtics, it was going to be a long series. So, Take what you will from game one. Hope that the Raps trust in Nick Nurse's adjustments as the coach of the year. Trust in the Raps playing defense so they will always be in games. They will always, even this game, they shoot super ugly in this game. And they still were hanging around. They still gave them themselves a chance. 
that is a bright spot that you have going forward, knowing that you will, for the most part, always be in games. Shahib on YouTube says, Siakam needs to learn to play better against better teams. His offense is reminding me of DeRozan during the LeBronto days. Oof. That's a, I mean, Shahib, that's a tough one. I know that that comment probably stings for a lot of people. I hate bringing up DeRozan and I hate bringing up LeBronto. But I'll say this, I don't see a lie in that statement. I, I don't. Like, that's, I mean, that game, you're, you're watching how Siakam was playing in that game. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. The one thing I will say, though, on the positive side, on the bright side, this Celtics team, there's no LeBron, right? Tatum is nice, but he's not LeBron. Kemba is nice, but he's not LeBron. So, in that instance... The Raps can turn things around. Ron also says, this is the best post-game show. Thank you. I appreciate the kind words for sure. But this is our post-game show with you guys, the fans, reading your comments. As I scroll through, there's so many comments here on YouTube. Really appreciate you guys for watching this. Uh, Jarrett says, got to give it to Boston. They outplayed us from the start, from start to finish, but I'm sure we'll bounce back. Positive attitude. I think that's what a lot of people want to see for sure. Devin says, I don't think Pascal is that guy. Hope he proves me wrong, but looking real Damar out there. Oof. Ease off the Damar talk. Let let the man live through a, a full series here of the playoffs before we we, th- we fully throw the Damar label on him. Like, let the man live a little and trust that he's a little younger as well, right? Like, this is... You got to remember, yes, he put in work in last year's playoffs, but this is a different uh, job for Pascal, being the guy at the top. Remember, last year, you're penciling in basically 30 and 10 from Kawhi, night in, night out. That's a Those are tough shoes to fill, right? It's the playoffs. It's big boy night every night. So I'm not going to be too hard on Siakam, but you need him to, to play better. You gave him the bag because you think he can be. But also, you got to understand, there's going to be a learning curve. There just is. Uh, Not Famous 81 says, Why are we so shocked the Raptors, the Raptors usually lose game one? LOL. They do. But this game one seemed a little different. I'll say that much. Even the series that I hate bringing up all the time against Washington when they got swept. And that series occurred. At least the Raps lost an OT. <laughs> this was not a good look. Not a good look at all. Someone asking for more Terrence Davis for this series. Nurse, I'll say this. Nurse has been pretty adamant about the fact that he has his guys that he goes to. He has his seven guys. Those are who he's trusting the most. And in emergency situations, he might head to that bench. But I don't think he's there yet where he's going to rely heavily on Terrence you saw Terrence get a run early on and you might see some spot minutes like that but I don't know wasn't a good look overall for the Raptors as a team whether it was the bench or whoever uh more comments here there's so many here I really appreciate you guys I'll try to get to as many as possible WC says Gasol has no gas everyone was saying he slimmed down but I didn't notice a thing, and Norm is better in small doses. Gasol, this isn't going to be a series for Gasol, right? This is going to be a tough one. The Celtics are like the Raptors, just with 
maybe better personnel. What I mean by that is Gasol does a great job in playing the small ball five, but he's still a big guy, right? Dice, for what he does, for what he is, he plays his role perfectly. He's going to be super annoying the whole series. I guarantee you this will not be the first or the last, or sorry, this will not be the last time that you see Thice and Serge getting in each other's faces, right? So it's just a tough series. It's a tough matchup. And you might see some Boucher at a certain point because just energy-wise, it's just a different look. The problem is for the Raps, you know, you don't really want to go down 0-2 because this is different, right? Going down 0-2 knowing that you're coming back home is totally different than going down 0-2 and you're still playing in the same bubble, right? So it's going to be tough. This series is going to be tough. It's going to be a dogfight. But if you listen to us here on the Wrap It Up podcast, we told you that much. So can't be surprised too much. I would just tell people, wait until game two before you start slandering with the full-on Damar (laughs) disrespect to Pascal Siakam, the full Damar label. Give it at least until game two. But as of game one, not a good look for this Toronto Raptors team as they fall 112 to 94. Toronto Raptors lose a tough one and they lose game one. So a familiar sight to a lot of Raptors fans. But what was not a familiar sight was Marcus Smart, who probably if we were picking a player of the game for the Celtics, he was a high scorer. Him and Jason Tatum, each with 21 points, but you're, you might expect that from Tatum, not so much from Marcus Smart. 21 points, five threes from Smart, also gave you four assists and six rebounds. He led the way, whereas for the Raptors, they struggled. Pascal Siakam, five of 13 from the floor. Fred Van Fleet, three of 16 from the floor. When you're getting that poor production from those two guys... That's tough. Those guys got to bounce back. And if you're, if we're being serious, you're kind of lucky here. One thing that's good is there's not much time in between games to sulk, to whine, to be rattled. You get back at it next game, which would be Tuesday against the Boston Celtics, trying to even things up. So again, thank you guys for tuning in to this The Wrap It Up podcast, wherever you are watching. Huge shouts to the people that are in live and commenting, whether you're doing so on Twitter or catching the live stream on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube. Really appreciate you guys for tuning in here and sending in your comments and questions because as mentioned, we are your only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show. We're here for you to comfort you Raptors fans, to try to to talk you down and and let you know it's just game one. It's all right. They go down 0-2, I give you permission to panic. (laughs) But as of now, it's just game one. So huge shouts to you guys and huge shouts to the podcast posse. Liking and subscribing on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, and of course on YouTube. Bless us with that like and subscribe button. Tell your friends. Spread the love that is the Wrap It Up podcast. Your only live and interactive Toronto Raptors postgame show. And again, remember, calm down. Because if you're reading this, we still champs. We got you in black shirts. We got you in white shirts. And as the hat I'm wearing right now says, super facts, still true. Forever and ever and ever, ever, the Raptors are still champs. So hey, hopefully that championship DNA will last 
and carry over as they look to even up the series on Tuesday. But until then, just know, hit me up on Twitter with your comments and questions at Shell Alexander or on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. Hit us in the comment section on YouTube, the comment section, wherever you find the podcast. Keep this conversation going, Raptors fans. Don't worry, we got you covered here on the Wrap It Up podcast. And as I always say, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Oh.